Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This podcast is sponsored by nonprofit Professional Performance 360 Magazine. Hi, this is Paul Lemberg, and I want to welcome you to Orchestrating Success with Hugh Ballou. This podcast is all about ways to redefine leadership as a pathway to increasing your business or nonprofit income. Now, here's Hugh with today's session. Greetings, Podcast 60, this is my mind. Got here fast, didn't we? This one is about looking in the mirror, looking the other way. It's about the 180-degree shift. It's about reverse polarities. I'm focused when I work with leaders in helping leaders uncover what's missing. Many times, if we just take a different perspective, if we reverse the polarity, if we think in terms of what the other people might be thinking, might be feeling, might be missing, it's a whole different world. You can find the list of the podcasts at hubaloopodcast.com. There's a list of all of them. Click on the link, and it'll take you to the page where the notes are. Would love to have a two-way conversation with you about what these ideas are. I love the quote from Reinhold Niebuhr, the theologian, who said, I think it was about Christian worship. He said, comfort the afflicted and then afflict the comfortable. My job is to help people think for themselves, not to give answers. I'm going to give you lots of food for thought in this one. Would love for you to come back with some feedback, ideas, expand on the topic. Let's keep the dialogue moving. Today's podcast is about reverse polarities. Is it this or that? Is it right? Is it wrong? It's interesting to observe in the news accounts, especially of politics, that people with opposing opinions both claim to be precisely correct. Is there a danger in claiming to be right? I observe that there's typically common ground in different or diverse points of view. And many people in the middle of it don't know how to get to the perspective that we lose in the debate or the argument about who is right and who is wrong. Sometimes we even forget what the issue is. Getting unstuck is about observing reverse polarities. Getting unstuck means changing a paradigm sometimes. Getting unstuck or maybe even just moving forward. We might not think we're stuck. Here's a couple of quotes. First one's from St. Augustine. Do you wish to be great? Then begin by being. Do you desire to construct a vast and lofty fabric? 
Think first about the foundations of humility. The higher your structure is to be, the deeper must be its foundation. Wow. St. Augustine. This one's out of some of something I wrote somewhere. Excellence comes at the intersection of reverse polarities. Well, do we have to be right or wrong? Is it one way or the other, or is it both? Many times in interviewing leaders about their organizational culture, performance standards, and strategy, I get the response, there's not sufficient time, sufficient time to write down a plan. And it's not important anyway. The response to my question is to why it's not important, it typically is too much structure interferes with my creativity. In my discipline as a musician, I understand that creativity is unleashed when the structure is clear. In addition, it's crucial for the performers to master the techniques and the notes, and then they can be creative. Now, I could come across with a point of view that you must have strategy, and this other person, no, you don't have a strategy. My job is to have a meaningful dialogue about those opposing points of view. No, the strategy doesn't limit your creativity. Yes, it does. Balance is key. And my fourth leadership principle is about systems. It's called rehearse for success. It's mastering the notes that leads to excellence in the performance. We don't utilize this concept in any of the non-musical settings that I've observed. We go directly to the performance and continue playing the wrong notes, so to speak. We continue to proceed by ignoring the very things that compromise our performance and limit our results. There's a natural tension between form and freedom. There are many ways to interpret this dynamic. As a musician, I'm able to process information by using both sides of my brain, analytical and structured creative and analytical simultaneously. Those who are not musicians consider us to be right brain thinkers without structure, when in fact, we must learn to be creative within a very rigid, unforgiving structure. Music is highly structured. It's a highly structured and organized system that's mathematical and linear, very much like computer programming, except Musicians do it in real time. This podcast is part of an ongoing exploration of how we upgrade our skills as leaders. This topic is about reverse paradigm of form versus freedom. Please comment. Structure and creativity. We're looking at reverse paradigms here. Here are some of the parameters for unleashing creativity through structure. Number one, structure enables creativity. If you have ever listened to a jazz ensemble, you might not have realized that this most creative of musical performance genres is actually very structured. 
to a non-musician, it seems as if there is no structure and the performers just make things up. Well, that's not true. The chord structure, the meter, the tempo, the form, the melody, they're just a few of the things that are structured. Mastering these elements allows each performer to then improvise around the structure. This is a simultaneous right-left brain function, being creative within a structure. This is a given for musicians. Getting off the chord progression or playing too loud when it's not your solo are reasons for not being invited to the next performance with that ensemble. Knowing the structure allows each performer to then be creative. They don't need to spend energy thinking about what's already defined. This is the same principle in non-musical settings. The structure prompts and encourages active engagement and allows participants to fully engage in their creativity. Number one is structure enables creativity. Two, consistency. Knowing the sequence and the milestones allows all the participants to coordinate efforts. The plan identifies what activities are concurrent and which are contiguous. It also identifies what activities depend on the completion of other activities. This is necessary for consistency and synergy in the group's performance. I named my company Synervision. It's the combination of synergy and vision. It's what closely resembles the musical ensemble. We know the structure, we rehearse together, we perform at a higher level because we're listening, we're paying attention, and we have that structure that guides us. Number three is quality. When the outcomes are specifically defined, the benchmark for quality is measurable. It's a measurable, specific objective. Quality, like artistry, is attention to detail. If the plan is good and the team is engaged, then there's an identifiable quality standard for everyone. Number four, control. Having the plan written with clearly defined objectives and successfully articulated and communicated to all the team members allows the team to develop the synergy of peer-to-peer -peer accountability, similar to how an ensemble develops its synergy. The orchestra or choir develops what is defined as ensemble, which is a higher standard of unity. It's not something the conductor can force. However, it's something the conductor inspires by creating the space for that ensemble to happen. The same is true for leadership in general. Create the expectations, define the process and the accountabilities, get out of the way. Nurture and coach for success. Affirm success, be the example, be faithful to the process that you champion. In summary, the reverse paradigm here is whether we have a form or we have freedom, or whether looking at those reverse polarities gives us a new standard, a new paradigm, a new architecture of engagement, 
a new way of thinking about fully achieving the vision that's in our spirit, in our mind, and ultimately our passion. Structure is the container for freedom and creativity. I made up a new word, creativity. Structure is the container for freedom and creativity. This is Hugh Ballou, the transformational leadership strategist, championing strategy integrating with performance. We must have both to be successful. Nonprofitperformance.org is where you can read wonderful articles about how we can install business principles in our organization. It's about nonprofit leadership. I'm sorry, but leadership is leadership. Good leadership is good leadership, and it works anywhere. Nonprofitperformance.org. Get your copy today. Thanks for listening today to the Orchestrating Success Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes to stay focused on ways to redefine leadership and increase your profit. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.